I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform, and I'd actually been looking around, and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter- user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to, uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later, so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that, and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. Hey, and we're live here. I just want to turn on one more light back here. All right, so yeah, it's pretty bright here. Okay, so you guys let me know in the comments if you can't hear me. I'm trying a whole different setup here. Again, uh, trying to get better audio for you. I was uh, looking at the, at the old videos that we were doing, and uh, audio is, is a, little, little, a little bad, right? So trying a new microphone today, and uh, hopefully you can hear me loud and clear. So if you could, uh, go ahead and let me know in the comments whether whether or not you can hear me okay. Because uh, I, like... <laughs> Hello, hey, Robbie. Can you hear me all right? Is the does the sound sound okay? Just uh, give me a message here. So, okay, great. All right, so we're going to keep on going then uh, with with today's lesson. I'm actually going to be reading a little bit, um, a little bit from Farmer Burns here. So this is the the book that I got that I want you to see here. So this is the life work of Farmer Burns. So I've been uh, doing a few different videos about it um, for a, a while, but um, also I kind of want to keep doing it because a lot of people don't have access to this book. And so um, it, it's actually, it's got a lot of gems in here and uh, the way it was written, it wasn't necessarily written like just by Farmer Burns alone. He spoke with an editor and so then the editor compiled a lot of his uh, talks and and some of his you know like but a lot of his philosophy and stuff like that um, but I think it's really fascinating because it shows kind of like the the scientific mind of farmer burns uh, which I, I think you guys might like I, I think I think in this particular chapter I want to go over the first chapter of the book um, because at this time when it was written uh, let me see if I can pull up the, the date here, the year, right? Um, let me see, 1911. Okay, so from 1911, uh, Farmer Burns, just in this first chapter alone, uh, along with his editor, they compile uh, some pretty interesting uh, citations of their claims about uh, like mental health or even like the way our feelings uh, like affect our bodies and the way our bodies function, right? So I kind of want to share these with you because this is also uh, stuff that that has become uh, more understood as the decades have gone by. So uh, I'll I'll try to explain some of the science of, about it because I can 
because I can't, right? <laughs> I have a medical license and all that. So just in case, if you're wondering, uh, so I'll try to explain it as uh, best as I can. And, um, but th that's why I kind of want to share it with you because I think it's fascinating that something from 1911 um, is showing uh, that it, or basically it's validated and, or has a lot of validation throughout the years. Right? Uh, so before we go on, Gustavo Ramirez, I have to say hello to you. Thank you for watching. Um, you're all the way in Mexico. Really appreciate you watching. And we have the same last name, so um, I bet we're related. Uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> All right, so the first chapter, uh, the first chapter um, is called The Optimist Controlled World of Today, right? And so in it, um, well, let's, let's, let's try to get into it, right? So like, um, uh, this, is, this is what they're saying. Like, today, we, so I'm reading from the book now. So, today we find the greater part of the civilized world controlled by men looking on the brighter side of life, especially this is true of our own country. On every side, we find the prominent positions occupied by optimists, some of whom were born so, others who were bred so, and others who were shocked into this happy condition. Therefore, we believe that optimism is one of the essentials of success without a great display of logic to prove it. But so since they don't necessarily have like the, the science quite yet, or it's not necessarily worked out quite yet, um, they are gonna cite some articles to kind of uh, build their case. Uh, but what they're trying to say too, and it kind of goes on a little bit later about talking about doctors and patients and that actually does have more science nowadays, right? So basically he's saying like, you know, you, if you have the doctor like with good bedside manner and uh, that kind of is like more encouraging, um, really makes you feel uh, comfortable and taken care of, then that there's a higher chance that you're going to get better with that doctor, right? Regardless of what treatment he gives you, You'll probably be more compliant with whatever medication he prescribes and whatnot. So that's kind of what he's saying here in this book, um, because of the whole idea of feeling optimistic, right? So let me see if I can. Uh, uh, and then he says, if you have such a physician, never desert him. He will prove himself worth more to you and your family uh, than you or your family can ever pay him in money, right? So. Nowadays, we talk about the placebo effect, right? So placebo is when uh, you give the patient uh, something that doesn't have a medicinal quality and you see uh, how many patients uh, get better just off of, a lot of times we, it's like a sugar pill or we call it sugar pill, right? But this, this uh, you can use all types of placebos, right? Stuff that should have no medicinal effect on a person. And then you see which ones get better or how, what, how large of a percentage gets better um, as opposed to people who get no treatment or people who get the drug or whatever kind of modality you're trying to use to cure some kind of problem. So uh, that this is like, this is what researchers use to try to prove the benefit of a certain substance or therapy or, you know, any kind of thing to uh, then later get it onto the market um, to, you know, and, have it be labeled as effective, more effective than a placebo, right? So with that being said, let me kind of give you some more modern, uh, more modern update about the placebo effect, because there is a lot of research that has been done 
um, on the placebo effect. And so it turns out uh, that the placebo effect is like part of every treatment that you get, right? So, so much so that it is, it is considered, uh, statistically speaking, 20% of all therapies, right? So one of the big researchers actually came out of the world of acupuncture. That's why I know a lot about this because uh, a lot of people um, try to claim that acupuncture is a placebo and uh, it has no medical quality or no medical effectiveness, even though universities around the world, including, uh, including the United States, uh, has done a lot of research proving the effectiveness. So unfortunately, uh, the whole idea that acupuncture is a placebo still lingers, right? And I think that's because of like, say, maybe some market competition or whatever. Um, but anyway, so a big acupuncturist became a big time researcher uh, in the placebo effect. And so his research is published and stuff. So basically it came out to saying that no matter what type of modality you do, if you feel comfortable with, with it, right? That's an additional 20% benefit to you, right? So that, that adds uh, like positivity to the outcome, right? So I know we're not talking about wrestling so much right now, but, but I'm trying to give you this idea where to show you the power of optimism, all right? So th in this case, that's what Farmer Burns is talking about. Uh, he's calling it optimism, right? But then later he talks about uh, how, okay, so let's go ahead and just read to you. So we believe that the educational systems of the day should embrace proper physical as well as mental training. For with physical training comes confidence in a man's own ability to overcome and achieve. And the confidence is the most important weapon against a man's greatest enemy, fear, right? So he, you know, we, we've heard that over the years, right? So fear is our, our greatest enemy or fear is uh, what we have to fear, right? We have nothing to fear but fear itself. Right, so uh, Farmer Burns definitely agrees with this, and they uh, they actually cite a doctor. So Dr. Henry S. Monroe, in his handbook, the Handbook of Suggestive Therapeutics, uh, is, they claim here that he's one recognized as, um, by the best physicians in America by being one of the most practical um, of medical men in the country today. And in his handbook, he says. Whatever impulse dominates the individual, whether fear, worry, or anxiety, envy, anger, jealousy, love, or purely animal passions, makes its appeal to and impress on the involuntary nervous system, right? So at this time, they were uh, discovering more about the types of nervous systems that we have, right? So we ultimately have one nerve system, right? But it gets controlled over or by different things because we can't consciously be telling our heart to beat or, um, or our organs to function or like our, our intestines to digest and stuff. So we have a lot of things that uh, happen without us being conscious of it, right? And that's very important. Otherwise it's like too much for us to be thinking about all the time, right? Uh, Cause we have to live our lives, right? So that's why they're talking about the the involuntary nervous system. So put simply, they say involuntary nervous system. Right now, nowadays, you've probably heard a lot about fight or flight or, um, or the sympathetic nervous system or parasympathetic nervous system. So fight or flight is when we say like the sympathetic nervous system is uh, taking control of a lot of the 
uh, a lot of the automatic stuff that happens in our body, right? But they go on. Um, so this doctor, Dr. Monroe goes on. Says, we all have noticed that the functions of the different organs of the body are greatly disturbed through emotional influences. Sorrow brings tears to the eyes. Prolonged grief interferes with the secretions of gastric juice by the stomach. Of all emotional conditions which are most detrimental, however, fear, which is the opposite emotions to self-reliance and self-confidence, is the worst. Fear is the natural accompaniment of weakness, ignorance, and disease. Fear of sickness, fear of death, fear of failure, fear of anything of any nature is detrimental to all physiological processes. We invite what we fear. So fear weakness of our resistive power to, fear weakens our resistive power of disease, right? So um, I kind of want to mention something. I don't know if, if those of you um, who follow any of these, these medical stuff, so I don't know if it's too dense already, but we're gonna talk about it anyway, right? So, uh, so the whole idea about fear, um, uh, like prolonged grief interferes with the secretions of gastric juices by the stomach. Uh, we found out that that is actually the to be true, right? So right now you might still find some doctors that talk about like, oh well, um, there was some researcher. There's actually a pretty famous case where. You had a couple of researchers try. They tried to disprove the whole idea of emotions affecting our digestive system because a lot of times it was kind of like a uh, what people believe. They would say like, "Oh, you got too much stress. That's why you develop an ulcer, right?" But then some research researchers try to say, "Oh no, it has nothing to do with uh, the way you perceive the world. It's all about maybe what you intake." And so then there was a famous incident where researchers. They, um, they, what they called like pond water or whatever. They, they made like this nasty concoction of tons of bacteria and stuff, and they drank it. And of course, uh, they got inflammation or gastritis. That's what we call it, right? And then they, and then they try to prove that it, it has nothing to do with your emotions, right? And so then for a while, now when people get gastritis, maybe sometimes they'll they'll show that they can find. Uh, bacteria called H. pylori in your in your digestive system, right? And then they say it's all it's all to do with that, right? That's it's nothing to do with your stress or whatever. Even though life is is quite stressful for many people, um, so uh, now we're kind of shifting back away from that idea uh, because it turns out that basically half of the population on the planet have H. pylori. In our bodies anyway and they don't have ulcers right and they they don't necessarily uh, create the problems that we were or that the researchers were trying to associate with it right so uh but what we are finding is that the way we perceive the world does affect even the the production of our our gastric mucus so like our stomach has a lot of uh acid in it and so then the lining of our stomach has to have mucus on it to protect it from getting burned, right? So the more stressed out we are, the less um, the mucus is produced and the more acid is produced, right? So uh, you, can, you can develop these 
these ulcers because of because of stress, prolonged stress, not just necessarily like a big bout of stress or you know depends. Usually, if something happens all of a sudden, um, you know, if you develop an ulcer suddenly, it's probably it's probably with developing over time and you know, whatever extra bout of stress uh, probably made it so you noticed it, right? Um, so yeah, these things develop over time, but the way we perceive the world affects hormone secretions. Um, kind of one of the main things that you might hear a lot about is uh, cortisol. And so then uh, a lot of people are worried about having extra weight around their waist. And so that is um, uh, uh, affected by stress. So like the more stress you have, the more cortisol you have circulating. Um, and the more like the more of a spare tire you might have around your waist. Um, so these things directly affect us. So the way we perceive the world directly affects us. So Farmer Burns and his editor understood the, these things, right? So that's why he's talking about when people, um, not only do they need to exercise their body, like go outside, like Farmer Burns and other chapters he talks about, and everyone should uh, work out or at least be outside and go run 10 miles a day uh, or be outside for a few hours at least every day. So when he's uh, saying that stuff, he, he also talks about you got to train your mind as well as your body. And that's kind of what he said earlier. So let's go ahead and move on a little bit. And because um, what they do next is kind of give an idea of um, uh, of the the power of fear, and so I might as well kind of show you this. So, what they do is they cite this other this other story, right? So I'll go ahead and just read it to you now. In the Century Magazine for December 1899, R. R. Boker gives the following translation of an Arabic legend, which goes as follows, right? The spirit of the plague entered the gate. One watching asked. How many wilt thou slay? A thousand, spake the spirit, is my quest. The plague made end, the spirit left the gate. The watcher cried, Ten thousand didst thou slay? Nay, one, the spirit said, fear killed the rest. So, I don't know if you guys understood that, but, but basically, uh, he only killed one person, but everyone's fear, everyone else's fear, uh, killed them. So he didn't have to do anything but kill one, right? So I want to kind of skip over to this a paragraph towards the end of the, the, actually these two paragraphs towards the end of the chapter. Okay, so again, so now this is Farmer Burns this is not from him citing any any other article, right? So knowing as we do that confidence is the result of experience we believe that our system of training the young should be improved to embrace a more comprehensive system of physical training and that men today should recognize that the body should be developed and trained to do the bidding of the mind for it stands to reason that a healthful and well-developed mind should hold forth in the healthful and well-developed body. So basically, you, the better you treat your body, the more it can support your mind, and the better you treat your mind, the better uh, it can control a healthy body, right? So 
Um, that's kind of one of the things he's talking about. And then uh, I kind of want to uh, add a little bit more. So basically the next paragraph, right? So all men look forward to the acquiring of success and wealth. Feeling these two things bring a full measure of happiness, but there are very few who are far-sighted enough to foresee the results of years of work without the proper amount of diversion. They treat themselves with less consideration than they do the machinery of their power plants. The older they become, the less they think of diversions out of doors. And the result is that few of our successful businessmen see more than 50 years of life, after which age they could be in a position to do more and enjoy life to a greater extent if they only had obeyed the requirements of nature when placing their life's foundation stones, right? So no matter what age you are, you've got to be training, right? So training your body it doesn't have to be wrestling, but um, you have to be active. You have to be using your body. You have to be uh, at least walking or, or then also beyond that, you have to be training your mind, right? For uh, to, to be resilient against fear, right? So then kind of what he's, what he's saying is like the, the, like say if you want to be good at wrestling, the more you're training at it, right? The more confidence you can develop, right? But you also got to be training the mind outside of that, that physical confidence that you develop. You also have to be training the mind. Uh, I would say even like to be understanding of other types of uh, things. Like, so maybe learn something and learn about economics, learn another language, learn about other cultures, different things like that. Uh, give you a better perspective of, uh, or a better or more flexible mind, right? So that then you can uh, better control uh, your, your body. That's kind of one of the things that also uh, happens in Eastern philosophy as well. They talk about like your mind being like the, they say like, they give multiple examples, but like your mind being the conductor of the orchestra, right? So the better understanding you have of whatever subject, um, so it could be say like in this case we're talking about wrestling you know you know a certain amount of techniques but you know um, you might not know everything right you're never going to know everything but if you know the ins and outs of your techniques then you can apply it well uh, in an adverse situation right you can still pull it out you still make it work right if uh, the situation doesn't quite work or if they don't attack you just the right way right like you know they always show in comedies where it's like uh, grab my hand i know a, a technique and they're like they grab the hand and then they're like oh no no grab me with your other hand because i only know it that way so uh it's kind of where this kind of applies where it's like you gotta necessarily know your technique kind of the ins and outs right especially with catch wrestling you have to so you gotta understand that figure four position to make sure that your double wrist lock works right so people aren't always just yanking their arms out and you don't have anything right you got to understand how you can kind of continue to roll with it once you've got it right so that requires the training but also the whole me mental understanding of of the move but plus i think farmer burns would be talking about like additional outside measures so i think that's kind of what's going on um, nowadays um, i think people do have to kind of uh, like uh, not be so fearful Right, so um, it doesn't necessarily apply because I think a lot of times people who are who 
are the most fearful. A lot of times they kind of, uh, they're not relaxed, right? A lot of times sometimes you go online, you see a lot of angry people yelling, uh, you know, in all caps and stuff, uh, talking about being aggressive and making threats to each other. A lot of times that's not the relaxed person. That's actually a fearful person, right? So they're trying to look at it like cats, right? They're animals, they try to make themselves look bigger. That's that, right? So when you see someone trying to act real tough, Right, and even if even in your martial art, right, if they they're a higher belt and this and that, but they're making threats of people, that's coming from a place of fear. And so Farmer Burns uh, would encourage that person, like, look, you've already got a lot of hours of mat time, a lot of training, where you're training the body, but now you gotta uh, fortify that mind, right, so that you're not so fearful, so you can just chill out and relax. Right? <laughs> so that's uh, that's kind of the the mind you want to be going for, not the fearful, stressed out mind that's uh, scared of its own shadow, uh, but the more relaxed relaxed mind that can more easily control a healthy, fit body. Right, so I really wanted to share that with you. I think that because it, it's, it's important, um, especially for uh, succeeding in, your, in whatever sport you want to do, whether it be wrestling or something else, um, but also longevity in the sport, right? So if you're tense all the time, you might overtrain or you might uh, not understand when to get out of danger and then you get injured, right? So it's really easy to hyperextend anything or tear some muscles or whatever. So uh, the training, right? So the physical workout, the stretching, and then the mental workout, the mental stretching, right? Is what uh, can really give you that longevity and success, right? So kind of wrapping it all up and kind of putting it packaging it so you guys can understand let me know of any of you guys watching i mean would you guys think of that or do you guys have any questions because that's kind of it in a nutshell i was thinking about maybe going over some of the more interesting chapters in his book especially since this book is uh, not so readily available i think it's i think i saw a copy for over 100 bucks or something on amazon um so it's kind of i think this has some really good lessons that aren't so easily available so uh, at least they're interesting to me <laughs> and i thought i'd share uh some of the modern research about it so because I, I think it's so cool that uh he's talking about stuff that's really relevant today and this was written or this was released back in what 1911 right so um ask me anything <laughs> or comments you guys like it could you even hear me or <laughs> uh, we're using a new microphone today so trying to make sure that the sound is clear um so no, no question. <laughs> there are a bunch of you guys watching, so say something. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys uh, liked all that because I thought it was a really good compilation of uh, different resources. So they, they mentioned a few like doctors and also uh, some philosophy with some Arabic stories, right? There wasn't that uh, Arabic um, phobia that we got going around nowadays. Right. Farmer Burns that uh, writes often about like all different types of cultures and stuff. So, um, uh, so I'll try to bring some more examples uh, in his book and stuff because he he was really a curious person. So uh, I think it shows in his longevity in the sport because he was uh, he he was very healthy even after age fifty. Um, so um, that's kind of the mentality you want to have. Right, train the body train the mind. Um, okay, so 
everyone's scared to ask questions today. That's cool. That's good. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Uh, I think what we'll do is we'll kind of have a, I'll go ahead and uh, list some stuff. Oh, it's somebody, somebody asked a question, right? So Nadil Khan, what lineage are you in your wrestling? And do you allow chokes in your system, right? So in, in professional catch wrestling competition, uh, there were no chokes, right? So there are chokes were barred. So it doesn't mean that people didn't know chokes, right? You can find chokes in all the old books, but again, they even say that chokes were barred in competition, right? So, and they were, they've been barred in catch wrestling uh, since the mid 1800s, right? So nowadays you have people trying to claim that like, oh, it was whatever tragedy that, or it was like some sort of conspiracy. It's like, no, it wasn't. And uh, they take a lot of stuff out of context and stuff. So anyway, uh, the barring of chokes is what makes catch wrestling really excellent. And that's why we have so many alternative techniques to chokes, right? So um, and my lineage is the direct lineage from uh, Farmer Burns back to um, Wigan, right? So uh, you can't get any more legit, right? I, I, I'd, uh, you just can't, right? <laughs> right? So uh, yeah, so keep on asking about my lineage because, um, you know, you just can't get more legit. Um, okay, and so, yeah, so but basically all the students know chokes. I mean, you, everyone knows chokes, especially in this environment today, right? A lot of people watch MMA or jujitsu stuff. So everyone knows uh, chokes and basically in catch wrestling competition, you can still grab around the neck, but you have to have an arm in. So it's like an arm, we call it an arm in headlock or just a headlock really. And uh, the only things that would be barred in particular would be rear naked choke, guillotine, and then I guess a bulldog choke. So these three things that are barred. Uh, so making a big deal out of it is ridiculous. It's, it is, uh, you know, probably someone who wants to rip you off saying, oh, you can do chokes. And then when you look at uh, a lot of catch wrestling competition or catch wrestling competitions where they allow chokes, it just turns into a jujitsu match. Um, so any other questions? Um, I do want to kind of talk about um, uh, this, uh, like we have our, our Black Friday sale going on for one of our, our programs because kind of brought up uh, MMA for a second there. So we did combine um, some catch wrestling with some Sanda. So basically what that means is uh, we show you how to catch a lot of the strikes right in MMA. So a lot of the kicks, um, so different types, you know, roundhouse kick, front kick, side kick, how to catch them, get the takedown and follow through with the submission or uh, getting to past the legs or leg lock, right? So that is why we say like it's a Sanda, so Chinese kickboxing, or which is called Sanda, or some people call it Sancho or Wushu Sanda. Um, because those, they, they're so similar, right? But the Sanda is all about striking. It's a kickboxing style that has a lot of wrestling takedowns. So it has a lot of the same, almost exactly the same takedowns as catch wrestling. So they combine perfectly. But in Sanda, if you take someone down, then that's where the fighting stops and you both are let back up. So that's why you need to combine the Sanda with the catch wrestling uh, to get the follow through. So that's what we did in one of our programs that um, we have a 50% off sale on our website, catchwrestlingalliance.com. 
Uh, you can get that there. You just look up on our catch wrestling CWA Academy. All right, so just click on that link and then you'll see, I think it is labeled Black Friday sale. You can also uh, learn the real thing, real catch wrestling from the CWA Academy. That's a monthly program where it's progressive. So you have to learn a lot of the fundamentals and then uh, you basically, you film yourself doing them and you show it to me, right? And then I approve it or not. And uh, then you can get access to more advanced lessons, right? So that's how that works, right? So you just, that would be a continuous thing, but then what we're offering right now um, for Black Friday is uh, the, the Sanda and catch wrestling combination class. It's, it's specifically for MMA because in catch wrestling, we don't do kicks, right? There are punches and kicks. All right, any other questions? Go ahead and uh, continue asking. The other thing that too that we want to say is like if you want to support our channel, um, then we have even the minimal amount of support on YouTube is like uh, is like one ninety nine a month or whatever. So you can click below this this video and it says join. Uh, there you can uh, join. We also have like a, a different tiers. So the third tier is uh, we call it super student. So if you do that, then you you get access to all the additional videos that we have. Uh, behind the paywall on this channel. So we've done a bunch of different um, uh, like perform, uh, like, like in, in Humboldt, Iowa, we did this really cool uh, exhibition, right? In public where we were in the park where Frank Gotch trained. So Farmer Burns had been there, Frank Gotch trained there. And we did after basically a hundred years, we were back in that same park where thousands of people used to gather to watch Frank Gotch train. And we did a presentation for uh, the people there of Humboldt, Iowa, um, showing them catch wrestling moves, right? So wrestling is huge in Iowa, but it's still not catch wrestling, right? It, it, the, the folk style wrestling and freestyle wrestling has evolved from catch wrestling, but it's evolved really far from it. So we were showing them some of the leg locks and uh, a bunch of different moves. So a bunch of different cool videos like that are... Uh, are accessible if you join. So you have to join at the medium tier or above. And uh, the super student tier, you get access to those videos plus um, our academy. So you can learn continuously and then become an affiliate or um, uh, basically a, a, an authentic catch wrestler. Because I know authentic catch wrestling coaches are not all around the world. Uh, it's uh, very, very rare. Right. Any other questions? Okay, so we'll have all the links below in the description box. Right, so I think we'll go ahead and call it a day if you guys aren't asking. Keep on asking. I'll give you a couple more seconds. All right, so we'll go ahead and uh, maybe call it a day here. All right, so thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, yeah, we're also available on the podcast. So you can look us up on podcast if you just want to hear the audio. All right, thanks again.